Hello, and welcome back to the Shaman's Cave. My name is Renee Barrow, the Practical Shaman. And I'm Sandra Ingerman, and uh, delighted to be speaking to you from Santa Fe and joining Renee on this second part of our show. We started with forgiveness, and now we're moving to talk about endings. <laughs> Right, because once we do that piece of forgiveness work, then we, we stand there neutral and get to decide, all right, is this something that I'm going to uh, bring back around in my life or is this something that is time to leave behind in my life? Uh, last summer, um, I got into this, this crazy fight with a friend. And I mean, it was so crazy because it just blew up out of nothing. And I'm talking about a 30-year friendship and, it blew, and it's not the first time we've had these blow-up fights. But there, it's almost, it was like, okay, is this the end of our friendship? And I had to really sit with it. But instead, what happened was we didn't speak for six months. And that was maybe one of the shorter times we, we took a break. <laughs> and, and every time I thought about calling her, I'd get angry all over again. And I'm not usually one to hold a grudge like that. And so then it was like, is our friendship over? Then I started missing her. And then, but then I'd get mad again. And so then it was like, I, I had to get to neutral and then realize, okay, this friendship's not over, but I really needed that time away from that relationship to, to grow, to grow into a new state of myself that was, and I could, when I was taking my wind walks, I could feel it that I was like walking with a little more strength and a little more clarity and a little bit. And so sometimes you know, we need those kind of temporary endings so that we can move on to the next step of our own soul's work, which is something that I know you really feel strongly about, that endings are about our soul's work. Absolutely. Um, you know, we are nature, and uh, we can't escape that. We are nature. No matter how much we want to hide in our homes, um, we're always going to be uh, part of nature's cycles. It's, it's who we are. And so nature is always creating and destroying, always creating and destroying. There's always death and rebirth. There's that cycle of death and rebirth. And the seasons always remind us of that. That's that which we plant, that's which blooms into unbelievable beauty at some point goes back to the earth. And as Renee was saying, and it's in that time, it's, it's in that beautiful time of winter that so much is going on within. We have no idea how much is going on within. The process is so alive. We think winter is the time to sleep, but actually deep in the earth, there's a lot going on preparing as, as what Renee was sharing with her friend. It's like a whole new, um, a whole new being is evolving that will burst forth, you know, um, in the springtime. And so we're always going through these times of death and rebirth. And, so we have that big end at the end of our life called death. And then we have the endings that we experience throughout life. Um, 
every stage of our life, when we graduate from school, when we get a driver's license, um, when we move, when we quit a job, when we find a new relationship, uh, when we get ill, uh, when we go through a whole new phase in life. Um, many people have written in and, and asked us to talk about aging. That's a, a whole phase where, um, what you were doing, what you were so active in, and what your soul was so passionate about, now it's the appropriate time to start to end and for a different phase to start to come in. So everything, you know, we hear this all the time in spiritual traditions, everything is impermanent, everything mm -hmm. ends, but it doesn't end for good everything that's ending is actually a preparation for a new rebirth and something new to be born out of that ending. Hmm. I love sh shamanism and for that. I've been um, doing this uh, research and talk on uh, nature-based traditions and addiction treatment because what's happened over the last 10,000 years is that instead of being on these cycles that, you know, that you're just talking about, they we we got put onto a timeline a commodity timeline like how much can you produce and what's at the peak of your production and then the decline and so what i've been doing is putting it back into a cycle so that when i talk about addiction it's like you could show the addict who's a 20 30 year old addict or or whatever that this is just only one piece of their cycle that this is only one part of that learning and that there's uh, another cycle waiting right beyond there and so that the you know the, there's a natural cycle to addiction as well as there's a natural cycle you know to life and death and the week and and even in my win mastery program I, I teach it twice a year I teach it in the spring so that you can plant you know plant stronger seeds for the next few, three cycles and then in the fall because I think the fall is one of the most important times of that cycle when you you we think, oh, the fall is when I'm going to get the harvest and that's the payoff. No, the payoff comes way later. This is like, what am I going to store up for the winter? To, to What's going to be those juicy nuts that are going to sustain me and through those, those things? And then, you know, there's this place of a gap. No one likes to bit in the gap where there's the gap between this ending over here and the next thing starting. There's an absolute natural gap in nature and i learned about it first when i did my um hembleche when i was up on the mountain for three days and three nights i noticed i don't know if i was hallucinating but i noticed there was a gap between the time that one day ended and the next day began it was like this just moment of where everything stopped mm. and it reset itself and it was like this it was it was just this incredible discovery. Wow, yeah. It, it, it's, it's really interesting. You know, when, um, when I used to have, uh, I do a lot of, I still do a lot of remote healing work, um, but because of how much I'm teaching, I don't see clients in my office anymore. But I used to have a really full practice, you know, for most of my time teaching shamanism. And I was always prepared for the same thing. Every fall, all my clients came in and said they felt like they were dying. 
And I said, yeah, well, have you looked outside to see what's <laughs> in nature, you know? I mean, it was always amazing. I, you know, I could always just expect it, you know, because we're so, um, we're so tied to nature in ways that we don't, we don't comprehend because on an egoic level, we, we feel that we can separate ourselves from nature because we have homes to live in and, but we can't. And so it's really interesting uh, for you uh, to journal or to spend some time in nature and reflect on different phases of the year, different cycles of the year. How do you feel that is your feelings are actually in harmony and right on schedule if you watch long enough, if you journal long enough, not just a day, but for a year. Um, if you reflect long enough, you'll see how you're right on track during the different seasons um, if you watch what's going on in nature. Interesting. In, um, when I started the Windmaster program this fall or this spring, I decided to do the journal challenge because, and I don't know if this happens to you, but after writing a book, I was winded. I just didn't have anything to say for a minute. And that's went on for about a year. And I think the editor started to push me like, okay, all right, well, you sat long enough time to start to write again. So like I sat in that gap and then I started to write again and then everything, the floodgates opened back up. So sometimes when we see this, this ending as a death, and I'm never gonna wanna do this again, and I don't know how I did the first one. I, for me, luckily, and I hold on to things way longer than I should a lot of times, but I, my, I gave up a restaurant in my early 30s because it was just a financial hardship, and it was really a set of circumstances. And one night after I closed the restaurant or sold it or whatever I did, the, um, I had this dream where they were coming in and stealing my stove and stealing my refrigerator and stealing. And what I learned from that really young was that this was all borrowed time. You know, the fact that I had an awesome restaurant, a farm to table restaurant in the, you know, in 20, 30 years ago before it was cool was borrowed. It wasn't mine. It was, you know, something I got to pull out from the cosmos and borrow for a while. And, and then I moved on. But, you know, we get so fixated and so planted. Yeah, and the tricky part, uh, especially around endings, um, is, is that oftentimes we feel a tremendous amount of pressure. Um, like, I know, I, I feel I pressure myself a lot of, um, throughout my teaching of shamanism. Should I stop teaching this particular subject should i should i should i and i could drive myself crazy trying to decide what the next what the next step is on my journey what's the next part of my evolution but the the thing is is that it's not something for us to decide it's something our soul has to decide and so one of the things I teach in all my healing workshops, um, whenever I teach any kind of shamanic healing work, is oftentimes a client who was given a terminal illness or, or some really serious uh, diagnosis from the medical profession 
comes for shamanic healing work and wants to know, wants a practitioner to actually journey on, am I going to live or die? And um, I have some unfortunate case studies uh, that I feel really sad about where uh, practitioners who I did not train, um, but who were willing to reach out to me for help, um, when a client came in and, and asked them to journey if they were going to die, and they got a yes, and the client died shortly afterwards. And Larry Dossey, um, he, he's a, a retired doctor now, but he's written so many books on the power of prayer. But he wrote a very courageous book early on um, that people were really honored him for about how doctors oftentimes um, not meaning to, it's just part of their job is to say, you have two weeks to live. And the research showed that that seed got planted and the person died in two weeks. And so, you know, Larry talked about and I talked about, was that person really going to die or did you plant a seed? And then is the psyche really took it in and it gets really complicated. And so one of the things that I teach, there's a couple of things I teach that are really important about this is, um, Number one, in order to heal of anything, I don't care what it is, to heal of your depression, to heal of your cold, to heal of your terminal illness, you have to die in order to heal. You have to let go of an old way of being um, in order to heal. And, and that's just true. That's part of nature. If you don't let go of old things, then, you know, that just compounds um, the illness and, and doesn't take you to a place of health. So you have to end something in order to heal. So if a client comes to you as a practitioner and says, am I going to die? The only true answer is yes, because you're going to die if you live and you're going to die if you die there's going to be an ending. There's going to be a death no matter what happens. But what I had to learn um, through some really interesting sessions that I had with people who did come in with terminal illnesses is that it's our soul that knows the next step of our journey. Our ego doesn't, but our soul does. And so what I tell people who come to me with a, quote, terminal label, you know, and I don't like using those words to talk about the power of words, but a doctor said, you have two weeks, you have three months. And when those clients come to me and ask me, am I going to die? I say to them, it's your soul that knows the next step of the process. And so I'm going to do healing work. I'm going to do a soul retrieval for you and every kind of healing work I can to put you in touch with your soul. And your soul knows what that next step is. And I've had clients who were given, you know, uh, were told that they were going to die in, in three months who lived for years afterwards after the healing work because their soul wasn't ready to die yet. And I've had clients who died um, 
one of the things I teach in my workshops is if you do any kind of shamanic healing work on somebody who's close to death, they might die instantaneously because they needed the energy from that shamanic healing to be able to leave their body. Some people are actually too sick to die. I mean, yeah. it's crazy, but it takes energy to leave the body. And so sometimes with shamanic healing work, when people are close, when you do a shamanic healing on them, they leave instantaneously. They're, you just had to revitalize the soul enough so that the soul could take its next step. And so in, in the belief system for myself, and I don't know what you think about this, Renee, because we have different ways of perceiving things, I, I believe it's our soul that knows what our endings are, what our destiny is, and that we can really get caught up in pressuring ourselves and making decisions with our mind when our mind doesn't really know what our soul is calling for. <laughs> I'm just thinking about earlier this year, I think I told you, yeah, I think it's time to leave my job and I'm going to be doing this and this and this. And then meantime, the job has ended three times with three different jobs and, and I'm still there. And there's like this other, other, other piece. And I'm, so it's like, I, the best laid plans of mice and men all often go astray. I was thinking when you were talking, I had this client when I was, you know, new, relatively new practicing healing work with people and who was, who was, our work together was to prepare her for the exit. And I, and I, I kind of feel like I didn't really, I felt like I failed because, you know, the two days before she, or the day before she passed, I did this meditation and I saw that there was a hook into me, which we're talking about that soul stealing. And and I was like so furious at that moment that I was like, take that hook out of me right now. It's your turn to die. And it was like, boom. And like she went within 24 hours. And, and I mean, she was, but she had, had put hooks into people where she could still breathe their life. And, you know, yeah. I, it, was a, it was a really uh, interesting learning experience for me and I had told her once, because she always wanted the healers. I mean, she went spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on healers trying to, to live and doctors and all of this. And I said, you know, it's not necessarily, my work isn't necessarily to help. Healing doesn't mean living. Healing doesn't mean that you're going to like, you know, healing might mean dying in this particular case. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we really don't uh, know and there, there are just so many, you know, we're using, um, we're using uh, examples around people actually facing death, <laughs> but we're all facing death every day. And, and I'm not saying our mortal death every day. We're all facing the death of something every day. And the times that we're living in right now, um, as human beings, uh, we have beliefs that need to end um, because we're not evolving into a new state of consciousness if we're holding on to all the beliefs of our childhood. We have parts of our life, things that we're doing that we need to change. Um, we need to sometimes end friendships. We need to 
and work situations. We need to uh, cut cords with um, certain energies that we're still really attached to because until we do create that end, we're not free to move forward into the next step of our journey. And our soul is always bringing us to another step of our journey, just like nature is always bringing everything that's alive to another phase of growth. And so um, all of you who are listening, you're always being faced with endings um, all the time, even if it's graduating from school and looking at what what you want to do next and even if it's for those of us who are starting to reach a particular age and what what do I want to do now what's the next step of my path and then there's everything in between you know so there's really a lot for us to consider endings are a natural part of life and endings happen on a very constant cyclic um, uh, nature. And sometimes people are so afraid that either we hold on too long and that creates a particular type of illness, or sometimes people are afraid of missing an opportunity and jump into an ending too quickly before actually it was the soul's timing. And then all of a sudden we realize, whoa, we, we ended that too quickly. I think I jumped too fast, you know? That reminds me of the, the person who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and has survived. It, like yeah. it wasn't their day to die. No. You know, the hardest ending for me has been in my life is, and maybe people can relate at home to this, is the ending, the, the ending of a dream. You know, mm. the way that I projected it all out into the future and that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't end that way. You know, the Prince Charming never came or the Prince Charming disappointed. So those are the endings, you know, relationship endings that are, are the most difficult for me to, to deal with in my life. Um, Sandra's going to do a, a, a journey today on, on endings. Yeah, because what I'm, I've been sharing and, and, and trying to bring through to you is that, yes, sometimes we have to use our thinking mind and, and we have to use common sense. And when we see enough signs coming from the universe, we have to listen because if we don't listen, we get the big sure enough and, and end up in a, in a situation going, wow, you know, I should have left when the time was right. And so I'm not saying that our mind has no role to play uh, because um, we're responsible for using common sense and we're responsible for watching signs. But there's another level that most of us ignore because our soul is oftentimes the driving force into these endings. Our soul is actually calling for these endings because the endings are going to actually lead you to something that your soul's journey is yearning for. It's the next step of your destiny. And the next step of our destiny, we're typically blind to with our mind. 
Um, and so those endings that we, we're not really sure what to do sometimes, sometimes we have to talk to our soul because it's our soul that knows the next step of our journey. If the next step of our journey is life or if the next step of our journey is death, if the next step of our journey is to stay where we are, even though it's uncomfortable for us and it's not a time for endings yet, or our soul is saying, it, I don't care how much you love what you're doing right now, there's something else and it's time for you to grow and you're not growing because you're too comfortable in what you're doing. And so all of a sudden your soul comes in and creates an ending that you weren't aware of and takes you out of your comfort zone because that was supposed to happen. It was part of your destiny. So this is a short journey and I'm going to drum for you uh, for this journey. And um, so what you want to do is, and you might want to repeat this journey when you can get quiet, because Renee and I have been talking, and we've all of a sudden put all these ideas out there, and your mind might be spinning right now and might not be able to get into a quiet space. So you want to do this journey, start this journey now with us, and then um, repeat it when you can get more quiet. Because what we want to do is we want to go beyond your mind. We want to travel deep inside yourself. And, and I don't even know how to tell you how to do that. Just keep your intention that you want to travel deep within to talk to your soul. And uh, once you get there, ask your soul what it is striving for, what, what, what it desires, an ending that needs to happen in your life right now so that a bigger opportunity can manifest in your life. What is your soul asking you to end? What is your soul asking you to walk away from no matter what your comfort level is? And again, um, you might need to repeat this, but we're going to start and just see what happens. Let's just start with closing our eyes and taking a few deep breaths. Breathe all the way deep into your belly. And imagine yourself just taking a step forward away from all of our words, away from your thinking mind. And as I drum, set the intention to go deep within, to speak with your soul and ask what your soul is asking you to step away from to end so that you can step into the next step of your evolution and destiny.
it is time to thank your soul and to return. So welcome back, everyone. And I just wanted to say that your soul has many different ways to speak to you. And your soul might, uh, you might get a dream based on uh, the information that Renee and I talked about today. Um, sometimes your soul uh, gives you a symbol. Uh, you don't always get words. Sometimes you get a feeling in your bones and your cells and your body sometimes you will get words. And so um, part of journeying is learning how to interpret what you receive in your journeys and in your dreams. And so this is a time for you to spend time in nature to reflect on the information that you received. Absolutely. In fact, I didn't think I was having any experience until you started that very long callback. So we must have gone pretty far away that we needed to come back from such a long place. But all of a sudden I was being chased. I don't know if it was a cheetah or a bear. I was being chased out of the, out of the cave that I was in. So I'm going to have to go back and see what that was all about. Yeah, you know, the work that we're doing, um, you know, uh, yes, if you're, if you're ripe, um, using a term from nature, if you're ripe, uh, insights come to you immediately. Um, but sometimes we have to, you know, we're just providing an intention for these exercises, but we don't, um, we don't give you enough time on this show to really dive in that deeply into the exercises. So they're, they're uh, practices for you to perform again and again over time, or at least the practices that call to you. Not every practice that Renee and I are going to share, not every topic is going to call to you, but the ones that you want to reflect on uh, – they do take um, repeated journeys, repeated journaling, re repeated times of reflection. Absolutely. And, and then there's always um, the Shaman's Cave Wall where you can come and share with other people and, you know, learn about, you know, what other people are experiencing and how their journeys are taking them. And also stay uh, abreast of all of our news. And you can actually get the Shaman's Cave in your inbox every Sunday if you go to shamanstv.com and there's a sign-up box there. And that email is only used to send to uh, out the episodes. So stick with us. 
Yeah, and tell your friends and family uh, to go to Shaman's TV and subscribe. And this is an incredible resource that can be watched or listened to at any time. And so um, share this with um, people that you love. And, and thank you, everyone. Um, it's really a blessing to be able to... Um, so walk this path with you because we're all, we're all walking together right now in, in these ending, we're in ending times, but it's endings that are going to lead to new beginnings. Absolutely. I'm a very optimistic and, you know, wondering what the next 10,000 years will bring on the planet. 